Spike fans, welcome to Combat Planet, your one-stop shop for all things boxing and MMA. I'm Zachary, your host, along with my co-host, Mike Michaels. Let's get the show on the road. What a time to be a combat sports fanatic, Fight Fans. Joining me now, my co-host, the man, the myth, la leyenda, as I like to say, Mr. Mike Michael. Mike, how are you doing? Very well, thank you, Sergio. Good to be back for another session. So, um, really good, really cool. Very excited, as usual, you know? Yeah, it is very exciting, Mike. I mean, we're loaded with fights, both the UFC and boxing. Um, and there's a ton, and actually we're going to get into that a little bit later. There's some real big news out of the boxing world um, that I really right. am interested in talking to you about, and I think it's going to be great. But let's, uh, let's hit off, man, because there's a lot to talk about here, and we're going to start off with the UFC. So um, this past weekend, one of their top heavyweights, number four on their depth chart, uh, Derek the Black Beast Lewis, he won by KO over a man that's basically eternal, Mike, you know, Alexi Olenek. This guy, I mean, what a brutal bastard. He's got over 70 MMA fights under his, his belt, Mike. And his actual nickname is the Boa Constrictor. You know, can you imagine being known as the Boa Constrictor? <laughs> so it's a great, great fight, Mike. But Derek Lewis... Not a lifetime MMA guy, but very naturally gifted. He's a guy that played multiple sports um, growing up, very strong, and finished once again. It was in KO fashion. He did it with his hands, which is what he's known for. A little bit lacking on the ground game, Mike, but someone like Derek Lewis, he's very personable, very energetic, a huge punch. I mean, what do you think about this guy moving forward? Yeah, Mike, and you know, with him, the thing with him, with Derek has always been his ground game has lacked, and for a while there, he um, he he wasn't growing in that. He was knocking people out cold, So, but he lost to Daniel Cormier recently, and I think that that really woke him up. He's worked a lot on his ground game. Um, he's getting better. He's still not there yet, so that does come to question on how far he can go. But it's definitely promising. I mean, the guy's funny. He's got a huge social media following. And I'm sure you caught it after the fight. And I think it was staged. But right before the, the post-fight interview, um, he, the interviewer starts talking to him. And he seems to accidentally say, I got to take a shit. And then he goes, hello, hello. It's that type of stuff that, that endears, yeah. um, you know, Derek Lewis to the fans. And you, Mike, as, as having um, had fighters you know, uh, under the belt as a as a manager, as a trainer, and as a promoter. How big is it to have a guy that brings that, you know, outside charisma and, you know, really builds a following? Because as much as people were talking about his win, they were also talking about that quote about him having to go to the bathroom. Uh, well, he, you know, he's he, a natural. So what you do is you... You let you let him run, okay, but you just steer him in the right direction. So you know he's he uh, he's probably spontaneous, 
and says things off the cuff. Some of it's staged, some of it not staged, but mainly it's it's who he is, isn't it? Because for him even to say something like that that's staged, okay, he's got to be a little bit charismatic, otherwise it's not going to work, you know? He can't be Ivan Drago saying, I want to take a shit, you know what I mean? <laughs> that doesn't really work, you know what I mean, you know? <laughs> Yeah, that would have been cool, Ivan Drago say. Instead of, I will break you, I want to take a shit. Anyway, sorry. So I think if they, if they steer him, nurture him a little bit, okay, I think that he's got a, he's, he's, like, as you say, he's got a big social media following, and he's, he's only going to grow, you know. He's only going to grow. And, and with good performances that he can put in, that he's capable of, you know, uh, the growth, the, uh, the following, yeah, he called out a couple of guys on there afterwards that he would like to fight. One of them is Blades, Curtis Blades. He's also yeah. a, a top-ranked uh, heavyweight. Um, Blades is very skilled on the floor, though. Not sure that Lewis is ready for that. Um, another one that was interesting was Overeem. Now, Overeem's been around for a long time. He's also a top-10 heavyweight, Mike, and he's a K-1-level striker. And you, being a fan of K-1, I know you are, um, have been in the past and everything. I mean, to be a K1 level striker, that's going to be pretty heavy duty. Having two guys that can bang in there, so that would be interesting to watch. Yeah, well, I know Overeen, um, not personally, but I know I've seen him fight plenty of times. And okay, he's getting a bit old now, okay, and etc. etc. He's a bit shot worn, but nonetheless, he he was a phenomenal. Um, fighter in his prime, and he had tremendous skills. Okay, and he took on every, he took on everybody. Okay, so uh, so yeah, I, I I I think that you know that that, that that's something that that is going to be very exciting. Yep. And speaking of exciting, Mike, let's move in. Staying with the UFC heavyweight division, probably the biggest fight this year, simply because of the you know the outcome in many people's view will cement. Daniel Cormier as probably the greatest heavyweight that has ever strapped on the gloves and stepped into the octagon as he's going up again his against his old nemesis Mike uh, Stipe Miocic and I'm probably murdering that last name so I'm just going to call him Stipe for the third time right? you know their first two fights Mike uh, Cormier moving up from light heavy at the time came up to heavyweight Stipe very very a respected guy. He has a lot of skills. Uh, former Golden Gloves boxing champ. He also is a Division One level wrestler, so that's pretty heavy duty. Very solid base. And Cormier shocked the world and knocked him out in the first round. That was wow. People were like, "That's incredible!" And then the return bout. Uh, Daniel was actually controlling that fight, Mike, through the through four rounds. Well, to the first three rounds. In the fourth, Stipe made. A very, very uh, well thought out adjustment. He started going to the body with punches and kicks, and he ended the fight. So he regained the heavyweight title. Now, this third one, here's the big caveat. So, Daniel Cormier, as you know, Mike has said that this is it. This is his last fight. Win, lose, or draw, he's going to go out. So, his intention is to go out a champion. What do you think about this fight, Mike, having. Seen these two guys already get it on twice and seen their illustrious careers? Well, I mean, the first fight, you know, going and knocking the guy out in one round, okay, right? That is something you either recover from or you don't, okay, right? So it's obvious that Steve recovered, came back, 
you know, got his act together and then come back in the rematch, okay, right? And, and as you said, for a very thought-out fight plan, okay? I thought that I thought that he was tremendous in the second fight. I thought that, that the, the way he controlled the fight and set Cormier up with the body shots, it was very difficult, very difficult for... Uh, for Cormier to um, to um, um, recover from them, okay, right, and they were that they were some real brutal shots, Sergio, proper brutal shots, okay, and and you don't you you, you don't get you, you don't recover from them, Sergio. You go down to 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 Cormier's credit, he did get up, but you know the guy just finished him off. I mean, it, it was it was a, a brutal body attack again, you know, I and mean, it was it was. I, I think that Cormier, only chance that he has, he's got to jump on, him, jump on him in the first round. I think that Steve's going to get him again. That's my opinion. You know? Yeah, yeah and, and it's Stipe. I also called him Steve earlier, but it's actually Stipe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, it's, it's actually easier to call him Steve, let me tell you. But, yeah, Mike, this is it's going to be interesting just to see if Daniel Cormier can, as they say, sign his, you know, painting of a career, because, I mean, he's arguably, like, outside of John Jones, John Jones is probably the greatest uh, UFC fighter in history. Um, but outside of him, Daniel Cormier, his only losses are to John, John Jones and Stipe, you know, Miocic, which, of course, they're one and one, Stipe and him. So um, at 41 years old, Mike, you know, coming off that loss, but looking to close out his career with a win, what chances do you give Daniel Cormier? I think it's, I think it's going to be a rough one, Serge. I, th- I think that he's had a lot of hard fights. I think he's, he's a little bit sh- shot-worn, okay, right? And I think the, the last fight took a lot out of him. Uh, okay, he's going to throw the kitchen sink at uh, Estebo, okay? But um, I just think this guy is, you know, very durable, and, and he can take a beat. And if you don't get him out of there in, in the first round, okay, right, or first or beginning of the second round, then you're in for a rough ride with this guy. This guy's, this guy's a rough house, you know? And he, he proved it in the last fight, because even when Cormier took him down, he couldn't he couldn't kick him down, okay? And the guy got out and was pot-shotting him, you know? He, he looks, as you said, he's a former Golden Gloves guy, so he, he's a good striker as well, okay? So, you know, I saw some, I saw him put in some pretty heavy-duty left hooks to the head as well, Serge, okay? Wasn't just the body shots. And he was pushing the jab in as well. So, I've I, I got to go with Stebo. I, 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 as much as I respect and admire Cormier and wish him the best, I think he's, I think he's done. Yeah, and well, you know, Mike, I, I guess uh, just you know, call me a hopeless romantic. I guess I'm, I'm gonna go for Daniel Cormier. I just like for him to go out with a win. Um, when you've had that kind of career that he's had, it, it would be great for him to sign it just with a victory and regain that heavyweight title and and ride into the sunset, as they say. So. We'll see how that works out, Mike. And just a real quick, the co-main event, um, exciting guy. I think uh, very, very much a big UFC attraction in the making. Uh, so I, that's why I'm mentioning him. Uh, Sugar Sean O'Malley, he's taking on Chito Vera. That's not an easy fight, but O'Malley's got them hands. He's also got some 
uh, good ground skills and everything. So it should be another good fight, another exciting fight. I mean, when you have a guy that's got like three or four different hair colors on the same head, you got to root for someone like that, you know? I mean, taking the the moniker Sugar, you know, that's in in combat sports in general. That's pretty ballsy there. So we'll see if he can live up to yeah. it. Yeah, so far yeah, so that's good. Right. That's right. Yeah. So okay, Michael. Moving on now uh, to boxing. Fight Camp went ahead and uh, went on there on the zone, Mike, and had a huge huge card that was headlined by two females as Terry Harper took on Tasha Jones. Jonas, I'm sorry. I keep. You were calling him Steepo and Steven, and now I'm calling her Jones, not Jonas. But uh, it yeah. was for, yeah, I know, we're, we're all over the place today, but it was for the, yeah. the lightweight yeah. title, Mike, in which uh, Harper holds. And let me tell you, to this point, uh, since the return of boxing and the pandemic, that has been the fight to watch. I mean, these fighters went at it hard, Mike. It was a back-and-forth tussle, and it ended with the champion Harper retaining her title. Uh, there's still some people there that felt that Jonas pushed her, pushed Harper, made her fight her fight, and deserved the victory. So I go on to get your take on the outcome of this fight. Uh, I I believe Terry Harper was the better fighter. I think she was under a lot of pressure to make the first defense. Um, the, these two girls, they know each other from the amateurs. They sparred a lot as well. So um, um, due to uh, Jonas being an, an Olympian, etc., etc. Okay, the um, there was a lot of respect that Harper had for her, and I think that that played a role in her performance, together with the pressure of the first defense, and she she couldn't really get started the way she wanted to, and let Jonas dictate to some degree the fight by drawing her in. And she was fighting Jonas's fight. I thought that Terry Harper just pipped her at the post, or it could have been. The decision of a draw was probably the right decision, you know, at the time. But I think in a, in a rematch, I think that Terry Harper stops her. That's my that's my humble opinion. Okay, Mike. Now there was some talk that Harper maybe struggled to make the weight a little bit. During the weigh-in, she did look a little um, gaunt, if you will. Now, that's not uncommon, 
but um, any concern that maybe she's struggling too much to stay at lightweight? Uh, possibly, possibly. I think uh, I, I think that you know that can be that can be um, addressed and and be fixed. Okay, she it, it was probably the the. Don't forget, Sergio. You know, you're going through a pandemic. You're fighting for in, in an empty arena. Okay, you make your first defence. Your live TV. I mean, this girl uh, Carper. You know, she's she comes from humble beginnings, and she's had to work for everything that she's had. Whereas Jonas, okay, right, ex Olympian, great, you know, star studded amateur career, etc., etc. You know, hasn't had to, to do it the way that that uh, Harper has. So I think that Harper just kind of let let the fight get away from her and didn't use or utilize her full uh, uh, abilities. But I think that the weight, what they're saying, I think that's a little bit of an excuse because she had enough time to carb up. She had enough time, you know, to to get her electrolytes back in place. Okay, so it's it's not like she weighed in on a day of the fight and then that was it. Okay, or it's not like she she came down from you know losing fifty pounds to get to the get to the weight. These girls train continuously, so so um, I think that was just something that was said. But I, I I wouldn't give that any credit to be honest with you. I think that she just got pushed by fighting the wrong fight. Because she didn't use her reach, she didn't use a, a boxing technique. She just went in and had a brawl, didn't she? In reality, Sergio, you know what I mean? That's really what happened. It was a brawl. Huh? Yep. And Mike, so with the way the fight was and how close it was, does it warrant uh, an immediate rematch? As you now going like the promoter manager here, would you go for the immediate rematch, or would you look for bigger paydays, or do you think no. it would be a big payday? No. no, I mean, I mean, I mean. You know what? What is there to gain from having a rematch? They're not going to get more money, okay? Which that's the, that's the first priority. The only thing that Harper has is to is to um, prove that she's a better fighter and and wipe out the draw in not too few words on her record. But you know, Jonas, she's thirty seven years of age. Okay, right? What's the what, 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 if, if I was her manager, I wouldn't. I, I, have, I wouldn't have any interest in having a rematch. I'd move on to more prosperous fights, okay, and try and get myself up with Katie Taylor, etc., et cetera, the unifications that, that are taking place. Why would I Why would I take a step back? You know what I mean? That, to me, that's like a step back. Because we know that Harper, in, in reality, can beat Jonas because she actually, oh, I thought she won it, okay, right? Jonas cannot get any better than what she got to beat Harper. It's, Harper it's, it's down to Harper, okay, if she loses the fight, you know? Yeah. So, and, so there's no so there's no real there's no real purpose in giving that that fighter a rematch because what what's the point? You wanna you you wanna improve yourself. Okay? That was great experience for Harper who showed that she's got guts, okay, right, durability, can take a shot, okay, and, you know, can fight. She, 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 she can have a fight if she has to, okay? So what, what more does she need to do in a rematch for that? There's nothing, there's no benefit from it. They're not going to get much more money. Who's going to want to see that again? You know what I mean, sir? 
Yeah, I mean, I I'd want to see it again, but I understand what you're saying. I think the right I think I think the right call was a draw. Don't get me wrong, I do. Um, I I wouldn't have had a problem if either fighter would have won. So that's why I say like a draw is fine. Harper still obviously retains her title because of the draw, but still, yeah, it was an exciting fight. And you know, again, I'd like to see it again. But you know me, I'm just a degenerate for those for those types of fights. So. That's why I think people were surprised, and I think that that's also why there's that they're decrying that um, Jonah should have gotten the the nod because you know she was able to impose herself in her fight, you know, and uh, Harper basically walked into it. But you know, we'll see where these where these ladies go. It's just it was a great yeah, fight. But Harper, but Harper was firing back. It's not just she walked into it. Uh, yeah, she was. She walked into it, but and she was getting hit, but she was firing back. So was Jonas. Why didn't Jonas put her away then? You know what I mean? You know, if that was the case. No, no, yeah. It, you know? It was so, a... Yeah, you know, at the, the, at, the, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, it was it was because Harper, you know, made some mistakes, and that's it. But, you know, she got the draw. That was it, you know? It, 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 it's a toss-up, okay? But the, the right toss-up was the draw. But, you know... Jonas, Jonas was a. Uh, um, I thought she faded a little bit as well, Jonas as well, Sergio. You know. Yeah. So, yeah in a few rounds, I thought she wasn't consistent. It's only because Harper was trying to get to her that she didn't see. It. She didn't see that Jonas was, was starting to get a bit vulnerable. She didn't. She didn't see it. You know what I mean, Serge? You know? No, absolutely. And at, at the end of the day, Mike, it was an amazing fight, the best one so far, in my yeah. opinion, since yeah. our return. And moving on, speaking of great fights also, Mike, the PBC's return to Fox, right? The cable network there, their series. They had uh, Jamal James headlining there against Thomas DeLorme. It was at welterweight for a title. I'm not even going to bother mentioning the sanctioning body because it's a complete bullshit title. Uh, Like I tell you, it was like champion, I don't know, bullshittiest. I have no idea what it was for. There's like three champions in the welterweight division and franchise and so... It doesn't matter. But at the end of the day, great fight. Delorme 
trying to finally capitalize and live up to his potential. Um, amazing amateur, had rising, rising professional, and then he kind of fell off a little bit. We talked about it. Jamal James trying to prove that he is the real deal. It was a tussle, Mike. It was a war at times. There was some great boxing. Um, James, very, very lanky, very tall. Uh, welterweight there. Delorme looked good. He was strong. He was fast, but wasn't able in the end to pull it off. James able to hold him off, landed the better shots, navigated well, and, uh, you know, won this bullshit belt. But at the end of the day, I think it's a big win for James, and it sets him up for some big fights at welterweight. Mike, what's your impression of this fight, and where do both boxers go from here? Okay, well, Delorme, the law, the law, okay, it's the same old story. We went down the same old story. It's like a broken violin, okay? Good fighter, put up a great fight, okay? But couldn't pull the trigger enough, okay, to come out victorious. The other guy just about scraped through, okay? Looks like he's got potential. But again, you know, not tested in at world level, okay? Because the, the lawmaker, he should have really been able to give Delorme a boxing lesson, okay, right, with the, with, the, with the advantages that he had physically. And he couldn't do it, you know. And, okay, it's, uh, it's um, uh, respect to, to Delorme, okay, but then again, Delorme couldn't pull the trigger enough to take care of business. So my opinion is great fight, you know, um, it was exciting, but... They're just le the level of fighters that they are. You're not going to get much more from them, are you, Serge? Yeah, it'll be interesting, Mike, to see if James can go ahead and capitalize on it. He did show some skills. He's, like I said, he's very tall for the weight. He's a little thin in the legs, you know, so I don't know if you go up against a big puncher. I don't know how he's going to hold up to that, but he's only been beaten once. Um, and he's got some solid skills. He definitely showed that at least, if nothing else, he can take the heat because Delorme did come on strong in the middle rounds, but he was able to weather the storm, control with his jab, and then he was very, very, and I'm talking here James, James was very accurate, was able to outmaneuver Delorme, but not in a way of running or anything. He was still engaging but he was definitely using his size and reach advantage. So I thought it was a good performance for him. Now, what does that mean uh, for his future? Let me just interject there, okay? Yeah, yeah uh, the law came on strong, but, but James did not impose himself, okay, the way that he should have imposed it. Yeah, he's good, he gave a good performance. We'll see where he's going to go from there, but he should have been able to impose himself on the law may, okay? Because the law may, we know, is hot and cold, okay? The law may could, could disappear again for another five years and then he'll reemerge again, you know? Who knows, okay? But James should have, he, he, he should have showed that he's capable of imposing himself. That is what I didn't see there, so, you know? Yeah, no, and I understand. I mean, when you look at that division, you know, you got uh, Errol Spence and Danny Garcia that are going to fight, yeah. obviously, at 47. Um, Pacquiao's still there and all that. And the question becomes, can James compete with these guys? And as uh, from what I'm hearing, you're saying that you don't think so. He's not at that level. Uh, 
Tommy, okay, which was a reasonable test. He won the fight, okay, fine. But it wasn't an imposing victory, was it? It wasn't, it, 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 didn't, it didn't stamp his presence. Let's put it that way, yeah? Yeah. Does that make sense? Does, 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 does that give you the picture? Well, if you're going to go with Spence, you're going to go with uh, all the rest of the, 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 the contenders that are there, okay, the top boys. It, it, it didn't make a, a statement of substance, okay, that is going to impose himself on these guys or want uh, a matchup to take place with these guys on t or, you know, the TV network to want it, okay. I didn't see that. I did, and, and I'm not saying the guy's not the, the guy's not a good fighter. Please, please, please don't, uh, don't uh, take it wrong. He's a good fighter. But, you know, I think, I think the jury's still out on him. No, no, that's fair. That's fair, Mike. Like I said, I, I, I think that, you know, he, he's got some work. Those guys that you mentioned, the top tier is pretty strong, right? So, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, Sean Porter, there's a lot of guys there that can really fight and are real tough, you know? So yeah, it would be interesting to see him in the mix. Again, he's rangy, he's tall, um, he, he's got decent skills. So we'll see if, we'll see what, what, uh, becomes of his career. But um, yeah, the other thing as well, the other thing as well with that guy, James, I didn't see any punching power that that was able to 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 help him to impose himself. I didn't see it. I, I, did you see it? I didn't see it. No, no, he's not. He's not known to be a big puncher. I think in like twenty four, twenty five yeah. fights, he's got like twelve knockouts or something like that. So he's not a big puncher. You go. You can't, you can't keep going the distance too many times, Sergio. You know how that works, okay? Especially when you start hitting, hitting the top tier of the of the of the ratings, okay? Right? You just can't. You got just can't do it. You can only go to the well of a certain amount of times, then you're done. You know? No, absolutely. And especially with with a guy like that, as you know, lanky and rangy. You know, um, you know, has he? You know, Delorme clipped him a couple of times, but didn't really clip him cleanly because the guy was on the move and. And his range, you could get to him, okay. But what happens when when James gets gets clipped cleanly? You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what happens to long range fighters? Yeah, no, point, you know? no, absolutely. So we'll see how his career progresses. Mike, yeah, moving on here, real quick, to this coming weekend. Um, there's a couple of fights that we're definitely going to get into. There's some controversy with both of them. So let's go ahead and start with what the breaking news was earlier today as David Benavides, 168-pound champion, he was supposed to defend his title, a WBC title, against Romero Angulo, and he missed weight. He came in 2.8 pounds, so a, so a biscuit under 3 pounds over, basically. Um, and now, the only one that can... The fight's still going forward. That's going to be on Showtime on Saturday. Fight's still going to happen... But only Angulo can win this fight. So first off, let's go ahead and discuss this thing about Benavides not making weight. Let's let's take your experience first as a promoter. From a promoter's perspective, if you have a guy, the whole hook is the title belt. You're on showtime. You're trying to get those numbers up. This is a young fighter looking to come up. And then he misses weight and loses the belt on the scales. Tell me from a promoter's perspective, what are they thinking at this moment? 
everything is taken into consideration. The first one is the uh, the COVID, okay, right? So everything was shut, everything was whatever it was, okay? So um, nobody knows the status of this guy's um, environment where he was, okay? Whether he had access to facilities, he didn't have access to it, whether he trained, whether he, you know, the, uh, it, 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 it may be, a, it may be a, a factor in that, okay? Now, yeah, the, the factor number two, which I uh, because I'm a, I'm a I'm I'm a I'm a David Benavides fan. I like David Benavides, and I think that he's 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 got a very bright future. You know that I you know I like him, but he's a, he's a young guy. He's growing. Okay, maybe he's outgrown the weight, and he should be moving up to light heavyweight. Okay, that's probably what what. It's going to happen with this guy, okay? Because he's a he's a big super middleweight, isn't he? Let's face it, very big super middleweight. So, so that's that's factor number two. Factor number three, okay, is that um, he's a little bit of a bad boy as well. So um, it all depends the environment and you know what he's what he's been doing, okay. Um, in his private life, so he's a little bit of, a, of an, enig an enigma to some degree. This guy, because this guy can really fight. This guy's got you know unlimited amounts of skills, and, and uh, his potential is like untapped. Okay, right? But you know, uh, he missed the weight by three pounds. Okay, which those are the three factors that I see. Now, could it be something else? What else could it be? You know. Hey, Mike, and you know for, the, I mean? for the promotion, what does this do for the promotion, in your opinion and experience as a promoter? Well, nothing really. I mean, if the fight's still going to go forward, okay, you know, he's fighting a Colombian guy that, you know, the, the you know, we, we, yeah, the, the, the Colombian guy's got, a, he's beaten a, f a few unbeaten fighters, but, you know, um, it's a Colombian fighter, right? <laughs> I mean, very much in the Ricardo Torres, if you remember when you had Mike Arnaudis uh, challenging for the title, you know, they're strong and they've got their punchers, you know, but if you can box a little and bang back, they do tend to have trouble and Benavides can box and he can bang too, so... ability he uh he's a switch hitter you know he, he he's a he's a good all-round fighter Benavides. i i i don't see this guy as a major threat unless Benavides blew up with so much weight okay right and he had so much problems making the weight because you know he's a growing boy okay and he's weight weakened very similar to when ricardo torres boxed uh miguel cotto when Miguel Cotter was at 140 pounds, and he could, he, he could, you know, he could barely walk, you know, to get to the ring uh, due to the, the how weight weakened he was, and that's when uh, Ricardo Torres' claim to fame was when he dropped Cotto before getting taken out by Cotto. But you know, um, I think that Benavides is going to come in, you know, 20, 20, 20, 25 pounds over now, right? Something like that, you know, maybe. Okay, and he's going to be a beast. You know what I mean, Sergio? Uh, I, 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 I'm, I'm leaning very heavily towards a very clear-cut win for Benavides via TKO. I can't see him taking this guy the distance. You know what I mean? Unless, like I said, unless he's been extremely weight weakened, 
okay, and his body hasn't had enough time to recuperate, you know? Yeah, we'll see how that turns out. It will be interesting if they go up to light heavy. Is this a thing of just a lack of proper training coming in because of everything going on, or is this a thing that he can just no longer make the weight? So we're going to see. As, as my, my, personal, my personal opinion, due to his age, okay, and how big the guy is. The guy is a naturally big super, super weight anyway, right, okay? He's a, he was a big boy at the way. So it was inevitable that he was going to move to light heavyweight. There's no question about that, okay? And I think that that's where he's headed, to tell you the truth. Okay. You know, well, what has he got? What does he have at super middleweight? Yeah. Really? I mean, he, he, there's nothing there for him. And plus, if he's having weight problems, okay, right, he's not going to keep, you know, keep being weight weakened at such a young age. He's gonna let, they're gonna, they should let this guy go. You know, and get to the weight where he's supposed to go properly, okay? With a, you know, because you know now you know you've got the proper nutritionists, your strength and condition coaches, okay? Right? He can be he can be a monster at light heavyweight, that guy, and he'll be a, and he'll also be a big light heavyweight. He won't be small, you know. Yeah. Well, we'll see, Mike. We're going to find take, out soon enough. I will take him to light heavyweight. I will take if that was me and I was managing him or promoting him, I would take that guy to light heavyweight. Obviously, the light heavyweight division is not as prestigious as the super middleweight division, but at the moment, the 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 rest of the, the rest of the champions at super middleweight, you know, who are they? You know, <laughs> yeah, I you know. Yeah, no, I understand, Mike. And uh, just one quick note on that. Um, you know, it will be interesting to see where they go with him because, again, I think he's he's young. You know, Benavides is young, and he does have some talent. There is a lot of people that question how good he really is because he hasn't had a signature fight. So um, we'll see. But like you said, uh, Angulo no can't. No, no, no one will fight him, Sergio. No yeah. one wants to fight him. Yeah. Uh, he hasn't been protected because um, uh, Samson Leskovich hasn't protected him. I know Samson. You know that, okay? And Samson has not protected him. No, they can't. They won't fight Benavides. Yeah. Okay. You know. You know. You remember, remember when he boxed? Um, he boxed. Uh, uh, what's, his, what's that guy's name? Uh, um, uh, Love. Is it Jason Love? No, no. Yeah, it's, you yeah. Know yeah, no. I know who you're talking about. I I don't know if it's Jason Love, but I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, he boxed. He boxed him. It was a big grudge match, okay? And he just, he just, Benavides just walked through him. Absolutely walked through him. Two rounds, destroyed him. Absolutely destroyed him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Leon, 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 love Lee or something. You know? No, I think it's Leon. Yeah, I was gonna tell you. I think it's Leon. Yeah. Yeah, you know, but but at the end of the day, at the end of the day, you know, nobody, nobody wants to fight him. Would he fight? Uh, Callum Smith, what, 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 the Eddie Hearn wouldn't put Benavides in with Callum Smith. You don't think so, Mike? Nah, no way. Would I no guess? Way. I guess no as way. a as a um, as a manager, would you put like if you had a guy at super middleweight that you know the current if you were um, managing Callum Smith. I mean, Smith can fight. He didn't look good in his last fight, but he he's got skills as well. Would you take a fight against David Benavides, or it's not it's not enough uh, reward for the risk? No, I, I don't think he's. A, I don't think Callum Smith's a draw. To be honest with you, okay. Uh, I mean, where is he? Where would that fight take place? 
and I don't think he's got the... He's a good, skilled boxer, but he doesn't have the hand speed that Benavides has. He can't fight on the inside like Benavides. Benavides fights on the inside, fights on the outside. He's got good punching power. He's got a great chin, you know what I mean? How, how would that fight take place? Where would it take place? Uh, who's going to watch Callum Smith in America? Yeah. Nobody. Who cares about Callum Smith? You know what I mean? So he's I'll... A, he, he, he's a, they only care about him over here, isn't they? So, and by the way, it was... They don't even care about him anywhere else. Yeah, by the way, it was Jay Leon Love is what it was. Uh, and that's why I kept thinking Jason, but it's Jay... Yeah, and he, and he also... He, he also yeah, he's also coming off, uh, and we're talking here, Benavides, uh, the win with Anthony Durrell, which, you know, Durrell's a, a tough fighter, you yeah. know. Not his weight class, but a tough fighter, yeah. you know. So... Yeah, 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 yeah. He's, he's a tough kid, uh, Darrell. And look, look what Benavides did to him. I mean, I'm not, you know, I, I'm a fan of uh, Callum Smith. I think Callum Smith is one of the one of the best British fighters on the scene at the moment. Okay, but I think that he can only fight at certain levels. Okay, so you know, when he beat George Groves and all these, these are all British domestic fighters. You know, but he, he's not. A, George Groves is not a Benavides, is he, Sergio? You know, yeah. not. No, absolutely. So, you know, so who who can they fight at Super Midway? Who is there? Oh, Billy Joe Saunders, who moved up and won the belt there? Yeah. Well, and Billy yeah, Joe Saunders can fight, though. Yeah. I mean, Billy Joe Saunders can fight, though, Mike. Like, Billy Joe Saunders can fight. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah, but he's not big enough. He's not big enough to handle the to handle a young, strong, fully grown super middleweight that has good hand speed, good boxing skills, and can bang Sergio. He he would he would run. Billy Joe's Billy Joe would not engage in that fight, and it would be you, you would see you would see Benavides forcing that fight. Okay, and I don't think that Billy Joe and I and I like Billy Joe as well. Okay, because I think he's a good skilled fighter and he's got guts. I don't think he would be he would be able to keep Benavides off him. I don't think they would make that fight, you know? Mike, what about, let, let me throw a couple of names out here. Uh, Daniel Jacobs. What do you think of Jacobs fighting uh, Benavides? That's, Jacobs is a tough guy. I think, I think Benavides wins. I think that, that Daniel Jacobs is on the tail end of his career. He doesn't have too many big performances left. I would like to see Benavides fight Golovkin. Okay. To be, to be very fun with you, I think that would that would that's a perfect fight to define him. Okay, you know to see what he can actually do against. I pick him. I pick Benavides to win against Golovkin, but then you're going to see how he wins against him. You know, that's going to tell us a lot about him, isn't it? You know. Yeah. Now here's another name that comes up. He's he's a guy. He's tough and everything. He's here from America. Caleb Plant. There's another guy that a lot of people would like to see him step up. Uh, against Benavides. Plant is a good skilled fighter. He's a champion, but he's not got yeah. the best pop, Mike. What do you think about that fight? Is is that not really, you don't think that there can be any payday? Why fight him? Nah, not really, Sergio. It'd just be a unification match. I don't think he would, if he's got no pop, then he's not going to be able to to keep Benavides at bay. He won't be able to keep him at bay. Benavides, he shuffles forward. Even though he can box, he likes to put 
pro- steady offensive pressure, okay, right? Which is, which this is why I like him so much. But the way he puts the pressure on is he uses tremendous boxing skills, and you know, and he and he steps around, he weaves, you know, he puts the shots in, he puts the body shots in, and he and he, he doesn't really get hit that much. You know what I mean, to, to be honest with you, okay, you know, and I think that if you don't have if you don't have enough power keep this guy at bay, you're going to be in a lot of trouble with this guy, Sergio. That's my, my, my opinion on that, you know? Yeah, I know that. You know, and, and you were talking about the light heavyweight move. It would be good to move Benavides up and, you know what, throw him against Kovalev as his initial fight at light heavy. Yeah, yeah, you know. Great fight. Yeah. Great fight. Well, what about if they put uh, Benavides in with Canelo? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that. I, I honestly, at this point, I... I still think Canelo beats him just because Canelo's very seasoned, um, and I think that he could outmaneuver uh, a still very young and learning Benavides. That's why I think that you, I would go with Kovalev first. But light heavy, Mike. There's, you know, you got Arthur Benavides there, Dimitri Bivol. You know, there's there's some tough fights out there for him. It wouldn't be a walk in the park either. You know, going in there. I, 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 I got words with you, Sergio, and I sound very biased now. Okay. But I will pick Benavides over over Canelo. Canelo's too small, Sergio. He's too small to to fight somebody of that strength and that hand speed. Okay, that's probably why they they I, I could have never see Golden Boy making that fight. Okay, but but I I he's too big. He's a he's a big dude. This Benavides kid. Okay, he's young. He's got stamina. You know, he's he's got he's got a great chin. You know. Um, and and let's face it, I mean, Canelo is as big as a waterweight, really. Okay, he's a wide, thick, set kid, and whatever else. Okay, so but, but he's not really, he's not a big dude, is he, Canelo? You know, really. Yeah, but yeah. I I still think Canelo's experience, and I I still think that at this point Canelo still beats him. But I mean, I'm not saying. Yeah, yeah I just I don't think Benavides is is ready for for that level yet. Not because I think Canelo's this. Like oh my God, once in a lifetime, um, like generational fighter. But I think he's very, very good. He's got a good chin. He's got pop where he can keep people off of him. He's got fast hands, and he's he's a skilled, skilled fighter inside, and he can also box from the outside. So I I still would give him the nod. But um, I mean that's high praise for Benavides, Mike. I I think he's good. I don't think he's that good. Like I said, I don't even know if he's. I don't think I don't even know if he's. Sur- oh, I do. that they should and he's a, he's a superstar in the making okay which probably means that he should be with a bigger promotional outfit okay you know and, and that's really where the problem lies in, in, in my opinion okay and in this, if that was the case then you would see this kid being promoted by the networks because he's got it all Sergio he's got great personality he can sell a fight he speaks good English he speaks he speaks uh, a, a Spanish okay right you know He's good looking, you know. You know, he's got punching power, he's got hand speed. He's a big dude, you know. I mean, you know, I, I mean, uh, uh, Canelo. Canelo's. Don't get me wrong. I, I'm not saying Canelo is not a good fighter. He is. I, I think this guy's too big for him. Okay. I think he's too big and he's too up and coming. You know, he. Uh, that, that's that. That's that's what I. The way. 
if I had some Invitas, okay, I would I would do a an, a real big um, what, what, do you, what do you call it campaign to get Golovkin in the ring. I mean, yeah, like I tell you that, or or if you move up to light heavy, I would go for Kovalev, uh, because I think Kovalev is shot enough. He's still a name, but he's shot enough to where um, Benavides can win. No, really, I would campaign to get Golovkin in there, and I'd wipe him out. I would make Benavides wipe Golovkin out, then I'd call Canelo out. Okay. Well, yeah, I mean that's a big yeah, that's a big money fight, definitely. Coming kid like like Benavides, who's who's proved that he can be a champion because he's he, he's already a champion. I mean, the only reason he lost the title is because he beat himself. Okay, with the weight, but 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 the kid's a champion. He's championship material. He's he's he could he could if they if they had a good a, a big a promotional outfit behind him, probably turn him into a pay per view fighter. But he's got to take out a couple of guys. You know what I mean? And the first guy that I would hunt for. Yeah, well, that's the, right, that's the right fight for him. The right fight for him is, is Golovkin. You know? Yeah, no, I agree, Mike. I think that, or like I said, and then Kovalev. I wouldn't go to Canelo straight. Like I, I and again, we're we're gonna have to agree to disagree. I don't even like at light heavy. I don't even. I'm not even sure he could bre- uh, beat uh, Dimitri Vivol or even Arthur Berbiev. Those those are some tough bastards, you know. There, yeah, so that's uh, tough. That's tough. yeah, yeah, they're tough. They're yeah, tough. so. But we'll see, Mike. You know, like I said, it's disappointing that he didn't make the weight. But we'll see if it's just the COVID situation, um, or if he outgrew, or as you said, he's a naughty boy. <laughs> you know, we'll see if that's just the case. But yeah, you know, I mean, there's other fights. There's other fights out there. They can get him in the, in the ring with Pascal. You know yeah. what I mean as well. You yeah, know? there's another. He's he, a guy that I would... Pascal is still a name, Mike. But I think he's far enough to where yes, you need to start adding those names on there, and they still make good yeah. they they still make good fights. Pascal's still durable, and he can always land that big shot. Yeah. So yeah, but, yeah. So, so that, that, that's a good fight. That's a good fight for him as well. If he's going to move up to like heavyweight, you got to break him in generally because don't forget he's a young kid, you know. So you break him in generally until he gets used to the strength of the other fighters that like heavyweight. Because don't forget he's he's. He's used to being the stronger guy at super middleweight, okay? Because he's a big boy. But these guys, these guys at light heavyweight, they're coming down from you know, uh, two hundred and twenty pounds. You know what I mean? Two hundred and ten pounds. Yeah. Down to do light heavyweight. You know when they bring him up. So, so you know, until he gets the strength that, that he needs, I think I think fights like Pascal, etc., so forth, we'll fight him. But you know, we'll see. We'll see. We see we 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 could we we could we could uh, be uh, just uh, talking rubbish and tomorrow he gets beat beat like a dog, Sergio. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, and that's what I was gonna say, Mike. Just because you know Angulo's pretty tough. Um. So, um, hang on, I got something. Just because Angulo's pretty tough, um, and you know you just never know how that's gonna go tomorrow. One big swing, one big pop, and it's over. You know, so um, we'll see we'll see how it goes out. But moving on, Mike, real quick. So Matchroom USA is making their return during the pandemic tomorrow here in the States. So um, this is the interesting fight here. They are headlined last week. 
um, Eddie Hearn put on uh, females headlining. Um, and then this weekend, his first USA shows back, he's got female fighters headlining too. And Cecilia Brekas here is defending. She is a unified champion at 147 pounds. And she's defending her titles against Jessica McCaskill. McCaskill's the champ at 140 pounds, so she's moving up for this fight. Now, here's here's the caveat on this on this uh, a title defense for Brekus, Mike, that I want to get your take on it. So part of the deal which is making this a quote-unquote historic event is because Brekus, this is this would be her 26th world title defense. So technically, she would break Joe Lewis's all-time record of 25 defenses. Now, there are two sides, right, to everything. So the first side is basically saying, um, well, who has she actually fought? You know, I mean, who has who has she actually fought in those 25? Like, does this really count as history? Can you really take it as 26 title defenses, removing what is the greatest achievement in boxing history from a legendary champion like Joe Lewis. So let me get your take on this being the 26th title defense for Brekus. And how do you, how would you rate this in the historical context? Well, first of all, you can't really compare that uh, Brekus' achievement to Joe Lewis's achievement, okay? It's just, it, it would be absurd to say that and the people that mention that okay right really they shouldn't be they shouldn't be saying such blasphemy in my opinion okay now now this is not to say that breakers hasn't achieved something but when you start comparing you know a guy that made defenses over 15 rounds okay and he the the the, the fighters that he that he boxed you know, were just extremely, extremely tough old school fighters, right? Okay, which don't exist anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Is that right. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Okay. And don't forget that Joe Lewis, he beat so many former world champions. Okay, prior to winning the world title as well. Okay. Right. And then when he won the world title. He was beating guys that were coming up from other weights, okay, to challenge him. He was, you know, and plus he was fighting, okay, consistently over a period of 12 years, however long it took him to make those defenses, uh, okay. And the, the, the opposition, you cannot compare that opposition with a female, a female fighter, Who's made twenty defenses when when female boxing has only just really started to evolve in the recent years professionally? Is that right or wrong? Well, well, okay, Mike. But here, here, and and we talked about this a little when the Mike Tyson deal. She has beaten everyone they have put in front of her. So if Mike Tyson can be considered an all-time great and the baddest man on the planet for beating shit, basically, but it was the fighters that they put in front of them. Why are we putting an asterisk in front of Brekus then? Like, how is that different? Well, it's different because because the the media and the paparazzi wants it to be different to sell the fights to TV and sell fights to paying customers. Okay, etc. etc. It doesn't necessarily mean that that is that 
is the truth. It's not the truth. Okay, and you know it's not the truth. I mean, you know, this is this is all this is all media orientated. Okay, construction of a fighter. Okay, how can she be classified with Joe Lewis when the, uh, the involvement of female boxing, okay, has only just really taken off? Really, and that is due to Eddie Hearn. Where did she make the 25 defenses? And ask her how much money she got paid, and where, 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 where were they? You know what I mean? These fights. Yeah, I know. So, so what does that mean? What does that mean? That Christy Martin. Uh, what about Christy Martin? Okay. What about Layla Ali? What about all the... Search, it's absurd. It's, it's a, it, honest to God, to me, being a boxing guy who's a, been a, a trainer, manager, promoter, okay, right? Whoever is saying these things, they're making a comparison between Cecilia Brackus, who by no means am I, am I saying she's not a good athlete, but you cannot compare her to Joe Lewis, okay? No, yeah. No, I mean... It, 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 you can't do that. Yeah, no, I I agree with you. I'm just saying that the the irony that I find, I go and and you know, I I just I love Mike Tyson, but I always have a bone to pick with people and Mike Tyson because it's the same thing. They talk about how great he was, but Mike Tyson never beat anyone, you know, of of any note. Everyone that that was anyone in his era basically pancaked him, you know. And and I understand there's no way there there you just cannot compare it, but. I just find it that people run really fast and immediately shoot it down, the breakest thing. And it's like, okay, yeah, I understand saying that it doesn't compare to Joe Lewis. But let's be fair, too, like you said, women's boxing hasn't, you know, been around that long as far as at a high level. So how is she to blame? Yeah, how is she to blame for beating the 25 people that they put in front of her? I mean, that's what was available. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, there you go. You said it, you know, you, you, if you, it's quality of... Comparison her and Joe Lewis, I find that insulting. I do. Yeah, no, no, I, I understand. I yeah. find that whoever, whoever is making that comparison needs to stop, you know, writing about boxing or needs to stop, you know, uh, talking about boxing, okay, right? Because it's absurd. It's an, it's an absolute insult, okay, to make that comparison. And that, again, is no disrespect to Cecilia Brackers because all she can do. Okay, it's fight whoever they put in front of her, right? That's who they could do, what they can do, excuse me, right? Okay, so it's not her fault, but you know, you can't have some some writers or or some TV analysts or whatever else making a comparison between her and Joe Lewis, and then putting up a promo of Joe Lewis's wins, and then putting up a promo of uh, Cecilia Brackett's wins. I mean, I would find that very insulting. No, I, I get it. Yeah, I get it. And it's, it's an article that was on Boxing Scene, <laughs> just in case you're wondering. So that, yeah, that talked about, like, the fact that she was going uh, for history. And as a matter of fact, that's the way Eddie Hearn is promoting it um, during the weigh-in and all that. They were talking about the first lady in boxing, you know. So, but I mean, from a... Per-
I think there's something very seriously wrong with that statement. Okay? <laughs> it's incorrect, inappropriate, and that should not even be mentioned in somebody's breast. Okay, right? Now, as a female fighter, she's helped develop the sport. She made 25 defenses of the title. She's an icon as far as female boxing goes. Okay, yeah? Yeah. That's it. Yeah. So what are you going to do then? You know, what, what are they going to do? If, if, uh, if, if everyone, anybody that, that makes more defenses than her is going to be the, the greatest fighter that ever lived? You know what I mean? Come on. No, no, I get it. No, I understand. I get it. I just thought like I, I wanted to get your take on it. And as I suspected, you yeah. sound offended. <laughs> it's very offensive. I mean, I mean, again, it's not the fighter's fault. It's, it, it's, it's the media that's going behind it. I mean, it's not even good media. It's really, it's not good media. No, I get it. It's laughable. Any, any, anybody in the boxing world, okay, is going to laugh at that, okay, right? You know, you know, you, it, 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 boxing fans may not even know who Joe Lewis is now, right? Because you know the the generations of fans now they don't go back in history, and whatever. But but you know, pro, proper boxing people, you know, they're, they're going to take something like that seriously. I mean, it's offensive. It's it's stupid. It's really it's it doesn't make any sense for somebody. Who is a who is a boxing promoter, manager, or trainer to utter such stupidity? Okay, right. That yeah. That is my my uh, final take on that. Okay, because Joe Lewis, okay, is Joe Lewis, and we all know what he achieved. Okay, and all you got to do is watch his fights, and then watch Cecilia Bracus's fights, and you'll see what I'm talking about. No, yeah, no, there's no argument for me, Mike. It's just like I tell you, I. <laughs> I wanted to bring it up because I knew it was gonna, I knew it was gonna set you off, and it did that. So I thought that would be good. <laughs> hey, Mike. Now moving on here, real quick. So b- before we close it off here, um, I'm sure you heard another big news: Teofimo Lopez and Lomachenko. It's a done deal. Not only is it a done deal, but it's gonna be on ESPN, not ESPN Plus, and not pay per view. How big is that for boxing in general? And uh, we talked a little bit about this fight, but give me a real quick breakdown of how you expect this buildup and what you, what, how you think this fight's going to eventually pan out. Okay, well, obviously, it's a great matchup, okay, right? It's, it's boxer versus puncher, you know, Latino stroke Mexican, you know, versus Eastern European, okay? So it's got the ingredients of being a great fight, okay? No question about it. You know, uh, Lopez coming off a great win by, by beating Richard Comey, okay? Um, they, it, I don't know why they were making so much of a, a, a stink about their fight purse because, you know, they only, they, they only, they only got paid £300,000 uh, $300, more, which... That that wasn't even really worth going into all that all that you know commotion for and making the stink about you know what I mean if you're gonna get play, I, I I would have I would have pushed that fight for two point five million not one point five and and they're saying that Lomachenko took a page check pay cut well you know yeah. did he did he did he, did did he take a pay cut did he really take a pay cut well that remains to be seen you know what I mean. Yeah, we'll see. But, you know, well, Now, you you just wonder, yeah, like you said, is he going to get something on the back end? What, where, where is, you know, is he really taking a pay cut? Because that's all the people that are on, on Team Lomachenko are like, oh, that's how bad he wanted, you know, and look 
how how much he said, okay, here's some, you know, I'll take a pay cut to whip his ass and all that kind of stuff. So we'll see how that pans out, Mike. But the fight itself, real briefly, how do you see it playing out? I think I think that Lopez, if he if he sticks to a proper fight plan, okay, can win that fight. I don't think it's going to be easy, but if he if he allows Lomachenko to frustrate him with the, you know, the, the powder puff uh, punches, the slaps and whatever else, okay, then he'll lose his focus. He's got to stick to a game plan and he's got to keep on, you know, putting, putting, pushing Lomachenko back, uh, throwing one-twos, plenty of feints, okay, right, and just ignoring Lomachenko's uh, shots because they don't hurt you, Sergio. They get you after six, seven rounds. They don't, they're not hurtful shots. And I think this kid Lopez, I think he can pull it off. I'm, I'm picking Lopez. I'm picking, I'm picking Lopez. I think either way, Mike, it's going to be a damn good fight. Okay. I think I, I think it will be an exciting fight. I think that um, Loma, Lomachenko is going to come out and do what Lomachenko does. But he, don't forget, he's a small guy as well. He's not a big guy. Yep. And Lopez is pretty big. Yeah. Lopez is a big guy, Mike. We'll see how that pans out. Another big fight that was made. That one's going to be in October, by the way. Um, they're looking at mid to, to late October on the Lomachenko-Lopez fight. And then in November, another announcement that was made that Luke Campbell and Ryan Garcia are going to meet. Now, they've already agreed to terms. Uh, well, they're working out specific terms, but they've agreed to the fight sometime in November, Mike. I'm excited about that fight. Um, so it's not clear if it's going to be in the U.S. or in the U.K. I think that's going to depend a lot on how the, the virus situation is progressing and if they're able to get fans back in on either uh, the U.K. or the U.S. at the time. Obviously, they would rather have a gate, but if not, it's still going to happen. Um, are you excited about this fight, Mike? And just real briefly, how would you yeah, see this I, fight playing out? I'm excited about it, okay? Um, I think Campbell is a solid consummate professional, uh, you know, bags and bags of amateur experience. And the gold medalist, you know, has something like, God knows, you know, two, three hundred five amateur fights, okay? Um, hasn't transitioned the way that I would have liked him to transition, as I previously expressed to you, um, uh, as a professional, but I think he's transitioned enough to be able to um, read the rounds, control rounds, okay, and he's boxed some very serious guys, you know. I mean, the fights that he had with Anaris, okay, were serious fights, you know. So um, I've I, I, I got to pick Campbell, but the only chance that I really believe that Garcia has if he if he if he gets him early. He's got to get him early because uh, Campbell's a bit of a slow starter as well. He needs a two, three rounds to kick it into gear, okay, right, to feel the guy out, see what the guy's got. And that's where, that's where Garcia has to strike. He has to strike in the within the first two rounds. If he goes over that, then it's going to be a very, very hard fight for Garcia. Very hard fight. Because once, once Campbell gets warmed up, he, he, he's going to stand his ground, Sergio, and fight. No? The other thing, Sergio, is that, um, is that Campbell does throw some decent body shots. He does he does go to the body quite well. I mean, he's, he's got some good hooks to the body. So it's going to be surprising to see, you know, if uh, Garcia uh, can get 
can take you know the uh, the body shots, uh, go through the middle rounds, you know, get clipped, maybe you know, come back, you know, you know. I I think it's I think it's uh, it, it's an it's it's an exciting fight of anticipation. I think it's an anticipated it's it's a good anticipation in that fight, you know, of what, what we can ex- what we want to expect from uh, from Garcia and you know. Uh, uh, Luke Campbell's third time fighting for a world title. You know, that'll be his third time, sir. Yeah, well, Mike, as you said, we're going to find out soon enough. The boxing schedule, it started, it was off to a slow start after the pandemic, but it's shaping out nicely. And it looks like, you know, these guys, to me, when the young fighters are willing to fight each other and they're not scared to lose that O, if you will, and they want to fight the best, it's always a great sign. I think it bodes well for the sport in the long run. So I, I, I think that, that fight probably wind up in the USA, okay, because I think Garcia's probably got a, quite a decent following over there, hasn't he, Sergio, yeah? You know, because Campbell, outside of his hometown of Hull, okay, which is, which is in the north of England, no one's going to come and see him. You know, that, and a fight like that, has to be staged in London, really, or it has to be staged in Hull. Now, Hull is a former fisherman's uh, uh, town. It's a fishing town where they supply all fish for, uh, for you know, um, for, uh, practically a lot, a lot of the, a lot of parts of the or a lot of cities in the UK. So I, I, I think that that fight will probably wind up wind up in um, in the USA, I, I, I would be very surprised if, if Golden Boy let Garcia come to the come to the UK. I'll be, I would really against against the quality of Campbell. You know? They're going to want every advantage, aren't they? Really, that's what I would do. Yeah, and we'll see, Mike. Like I said, I think a lot's got to do with if they're able to actually get a gate in in uh, the UK at that time. I think because of the finances involved. That would be the one thing that the one reason why Golden Boy might agree to go to the UK. Yeah, they're, they're not going to get a gate over here. The way the UK is going due to the coronavirus, okay, right? You know, they everything's being locked down, and they're expecting a spike, okay, at the end of September, and they've already now um, uh, are canceling flights, uh, people going into quarantine that are flying into into the UK and so forth. So. Uh, I, I can't see uh, a gate being allowed over here. Well, let me tell I'm you. Not getting any gates at, at soccer matches. Well, let me tell you, it, it's not going to happen over here. Although people over here are crazy enough to allow a gate, you know, it depends on what state you're at. Because half of the country here in the yeah. U.S., the U.S. half of the population doesn't even believe that Corona is real. They think it's a hoax. A hoax. So we'll see how it pans yeah. out, Mike. But on that note. We're going to close it off here, our third episode here. So we appreciate your support out there for listening and everything. It's a, going to be another great weekend of fights. And as I said, the fight schedule, both the UFC and boxing really picking up. Looks like we're going to end the year strong. So from Mike Michael, I'm Sergio Martinez. Thank you for tuning in to Combat Planet Podcast.